Hey everyone, this is your Warner College Recruitment Ambassador crew, and you may recognize us, or at least our voices from various admissions events and webinars. Our job is to support future students in carving out the path in Warner College or at CSU. Which is why we created this podcast club as a series for you all to get to know us and hear about what it's like to be a Warner Ram. It's kind of like a book club. Today, we, we will be introducing ourselves and giving you a sneak peek into the next episodes of this podcast club. Without further ado, let's introduce the podcast crew. Hey, everyone. My name is Madison. I am a current senior studying conservation biology and zoology. I'm from the eastern shore of Maryland. And yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Maggie Olsen. I'm a senior in the geology department here at Warner, and I'm from Evergreen, Colorado. And yeah. And I'm Kelly. I'm a second year in fish, wildlife, and conservation biology, and I'm originally from St. Louis. And I'm Becky. And I'm also in fish wildlife conservation biology, and I have a minor in ecological restoration, and I'm also from Centennial, Wyoming. Cool. So I will get us started just so that you all can know kind of where we come from and how we got involved in natural resources and how we came to be as ambassadors. So the first question is going to be, when did you all know that you were interested in natural resources? What really sparked that interest for you? I can start. Um, I used to live in Florida and there was a creek right down a few houses from me. And me and my friend, Abby, I remember uh, one of my best friends when I was a kid, we went down there all the time and we would just dig in this really shallow stream and we found clay just by digging in the stream bed and would shape the clay like Play-Doh and we'd just walk through the stream and through the trees. And that's probably my earliest memory of just being amazed with how much fun could come from playing in streams and being outside. It was also that same front. I swear we spent like a week during spring break in a tree in front of my house once. We had a little pulley system and everything. That's so cool. I actually have a really similar kind of childhood experience. I went to a tiny little school um, where I think at the time for fourth through sixth grade, there were six of us. And we all went to this camp called Teton Science School and it's in the Tetons and they're my favorite mountain range. And the people loved us because there's only six of us. And we just went around and they showed us all kinds of different things. And we actually ended up doing our own like science project <laughs> involving a bridge and like insects in the water and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's when I would say I first got interested in natural resources. I think for me, there wasn't necessarily one moment. I think it was just kind of the lifestyle that I lived. We went camping for all of our family vacations. I lived on the water. So I definitely resonate with playing in the stream. I actually, my brother and I used to build clay from the stream bed into like little huts and put frogs in them. And of course they could get out and everything, but I would try and like feed them and hope that they would come back just because what else do you do as a kid? You have pet frogs that live in the woods and you play in the mud. So I think just through that like love of nature that my family just kind of instilled in me, I knew that this was something that I eventually wanted to get into. 
funny that you all had stories that involved water, which is what I'm interested in, um, concentrating in hydrogeology. I, I can't really pinpoint a time where I was like, dang, I really want to study natural resources. I think it more developed over time where I didn't really realize it was something you could study, but essentially growing up, I spent a lot of time rafting with my dad um, on the Arkansas and Colorado River. And we also spent a lot of time swimming in that river. And one time uh, I got in a really gnarly situation and almost drowned. And my respect for water was like just out there I was like dang water is crucial for life and it has all these special properties and it almost killed me and no one ever knows what water is doing like it's crazy it's unpredictable and there's math equations to it and all this and so I was like wow and everybody needs water all the time it's literally the backbone of life so it just felt like it would be a good idea to study that for like job security and also um, just to kind of be involved with water all the time I think that provides a really great job being indoors and outdoors I totally agree with all that. I love that we all have that commonality. So kind of bouncing off of what Maggie mentioned of how she got to finding this interest in water and same with all of what we said, how was that reflected in your journey to CSU? And as you were a high school senior, trying to find all of our right fits here at CSU. I have an interesting journey getting to choosing my major. We were actually uh, we had to choose majors in high school. So coming fresh out of eighth grade, we had to pick a major coming into high school. And that was kind of stressful, but I knew that I was interested in biology. Science was always my favorite class in school. And I wanted to do something with animals, I figured. So I chose the animal science major. And what that meant, and I didn't know at the time, was that I was getting into agriculture and so I learned a whole bunch of stuff about birthing cows and shaving sheep. And I was president of the FFA and I got like really invested in the agriculture community. But I knew that that wasn't something that I wanted to stick with. But that did kind of lead me to zoology, which then led me to wildlife biology and wildlife conservation. So it just kind of happened naturally as I was like, Starting to look for schools junior year, I was looking at what majors are even out there. I'm sure I took a hundred like what career path would be good for you quizzes. And so it just kind of led me to where I am today. And I'm really happy with it. I would say that like my journey is so not linear at all. I enrolled in college just because I was like the next thing to do. And I uh, ended up bailing last minute before we were supposed to move into the dorms. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take a year off because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I was literally going to college undeclared and I just felt so silly. So I was like, I'm just going to try and get some experience. But working in a restaurant for a long time made me realize that I needed to go to school and soon because I didn't want to be putting in the backbreaking work of the restaurant industry. And so that's kind of what got me to college. But then from there, it was like another three semesters before I was finally able to like set 
set my eyes on something and be like, yeah, okay, like that's what I want to do. Um, but I knew I wanted to do something in science, but that's essentially how I got to hydrogeology. Maggie, was it like a particular class that you took in those first three years that just like helped you declare geology or was it just a random decision that happened to work out? Yeah, actually, that's a good question. I will. So I was looking at all the like science courses and I saw that like general chemistry one and two were essentially needed for everything. Um, so I just hopped in one of those and we were actually learning about the properties of water. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Water's pretty neat. And I was like, dang. I wonder if there's anything offered, like, can you study water? Is that a thing? And so then I hopped around and I did, I did fall onto watershed science for a semester. Um, but in my opinion, and for what I wanted out of a career, it seemed like those paths were a little too narrow. Um, and geology was a bit more broad and seemed a little bit more applicable to what I wanted to do. So that's how I just randomly declared geology and I hated it at first. I, I had a full blown appointment. I was literally like days away from signing a paper to go into nutrition, <laughs> which would have been my fourth major change. So cute. I'm glad something good came out of Gen Chem for you though. So true. Don't we hate it? No Gen Chem school. <laughs> Let's not discourage people out there. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of relate to you, Maggie. My story was definitely not linear either. And it was kind of like this really roundabout way to get to where I'm at now. But for some reason, the puzzle pieces just fit into place and it worked out. Um, I started out my high school career. Like if you would have told freshman Becky or sophomore Becky, even that she wasn't going to college for a sport, I would have thought you were crazy. <laughs> I um, was looking for schools that would get me in for soccer and CSU was the top of my list. I really like CSU. And if anyone that's listening or anyone on this podcast, like they'd know that schools recruit women or girls really young. So you have to know who you want to sign with basically your freshman year of high school, which is super stressful. So I already had that lined up. And then it turns out I hated soccer, <laughs> like dropped out. I was like, no. And then I was like, well, shoot, if I don't get like the soccer scholarship to CSU, maybe it won't work out. And then my family moved to Colorado. So I get in-state tuition. So it worked out that way. <laughs> so I came to CSU and I was like, I love wildlife, but I went in like as a vet wanting to be a wildlife veterinarian and <laughs> one semester of that. And I was like, this is not what I wanted. People here are crazy. <laughs> like just, I care more about saving like populations and species and habitats and not really just saving them through medicine and stuff. So um, I switched majors here in Warner and I've loved it ever since. I probably relate the most to your story, Becky, of first being really interested in medicine. Um, when I was really young, I was interested in marine biology. But then as I got into middle school and the early parts of high school, I was like, oh, I want to be a doctor. 
or nurse practitioner or something like that. But then my sophomore year, when I was looking for summer opportunities in the medical field, I found a volunteer program at the St. Louis Zoo. And after my first meeting with that, I was like set on conservation work. It didn't take long for me to realize, yeah, I'm so much more excited about all these opportunities than I ever thought about with biomedical engineering or anything that, like that. Um, so yeah, I did a lot of searching for schools earlier in high school. So I had it pretty narrowed down by the time I was applying. Um, I was interested in Boulder. I know, <laughs> but I thought it was a really cool school because I didn't live in Colorado at the time. And I was like, wow, this is gorgeous. But then when I started looking more into the majors, what really stood out to me was that we have a specific college for natural resources and a lot of other schools, those majors just kind of fall underneath arts and sciences. And that community is really what got me here. I think for anyone watching this, and if you're feeling anxious or anything about this whole like college decision process, just listen to our stories and get that everything happens for a reason. We all just kind of fell into where we are today and we're all super happy with it. And that's just kind of how life goes. Um, so just keep that in mind when you're looking for colleges or picking majors is that, you know, whatever is meant to be will be, it just might take some time. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. I feel like, um, there's like a lot of pressure for you to kind of have it figured out when you're going and with good reason, I mean, you're paying money for these courses and whatnot, but I, I mean, every major has, um, some built in credits that you have to like attain that are just random, like elective stuff. And so a lot of times, like you can do, um, some pretty, uh, solid exploratory courses that will end up going towards your end-all be-all major anyways. The, the universe always just puts you right where you need to be, figuring things out, and you're going to go through some rough patches, and you're going to feel lost sometimes. But, you know, that's how it goes. It's all part of it. After hearing all of our stories of how we got here, I guess I just want to know what solidified that decision for all of you. I can start with this one. I've also talked about this in a Tune Into Nature episode. So plug the podcast that I used to be the host of and now Kelly and Becky are the hosts of. But the moment for me was freshman year, second semester, I took FW 111, which is outdoor skills. And it wasn't a class that I was required to take for my major. It was one credit, but I just thought it sounded interesting. And so I signed up for it. And it was during that class that I, I had gotten the validation that I had been looking for since junior year of high school, picking a major. And I had just, you know, for so long been looking forward to coming to CSU and being in the mountains and taking field courses and really feeling like I'm getting my hands dirty in natural resources. And it was, we were in Estes Park hiking, learning about edible and medicinal plants or something. And I just had the warmest feeling. I was so excited to just be hiking with a class of 10 people through the snow, looking at plants. And I just knew like, wow, this is why I've worked so hard to get to where I am. And this is you know, what I've been looking for out of my college experience. So I got that validation pretty early on in my college experience. And that was just, I don't know, it was a super awesome feeling to just know that this is where I belong. 
That's amazing. And I, I really have a similar story because mine took place in the field as well as when I started to really like decide that this maybe was for me and that I was going to get somewhere in it. Um, it was, I was in igneous and metamorphic petrology and, um, that's like how volcanic rocks come to be and like come to surface and stuff. And like what happens in the magma chambers. <laughs> and we went on a field trip to an old volcano complex near the border of Wyoming. And there was all these really crazy shapes of like lava intrusions. And they were all doing crazy things. And they were super different. And, um, you know, you went around and you tried to identify clues about what came first and you know, where it would have come from, what kind of like magma chamber it would have come from. And I remember being out there with all my friends and it was really cold and we were kind of miserable, but we were making jokes. And then as the story kind of started to put itself together, I was like, wait, whoa, this is crazy. We're literally putting together this puzzle of what happened 10 million years ago, probably more than that. I think it was in the billions of like what volcano was coming up and how it created this and that. And I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. Is it applicable to much? Not really, but the later part of geology is. But we do learn a lot from like, un like understanding the historical parts of geology, we can really tell a lot about our land and how things will continue to form and where we'll get groundwater and things. So it does end up being applicable, but you don't really understand that in the, in the moment. Dang, that you guys both have such awesome stories. I went, I feel kind of bad because I don't have like a moment <laughs> when I was like, this is the place for me. But I think that um what was kind of like the telling sign of that was just the people because when I was in my major for pre-med pre-vet and like power to anybody that's going to do that because it is intense stuff like we literally had meetings my first week of classes about asking us to please not sabotage one another and I actually like saw that happen and people were, you know, highlighting the syllabus. It just wasn't for me. <laughs> I didn't relate to anybody in that major and it, I just didn't fit in. And then as soon as <laughs> I switched to the Warner College, all of a sudden, you know, everyone sitting, like the people sitting on both sides of me were wearing chacos and <laughs> were inviting me to go on camping trips. And I was like, yeah, these are my people. Like, I, it's kind of like a family. I was like, this, this is it. I'm in the right place. <laughs> I love that, Becky. I feel like, yeah, it's a lot of moments that come together that make you just so happy to be here. Um, and yeah, it was like those first classes that you take the introductory wildlife ecology and conservation for, for at least that's what I had to do. Just realizing you're in a room with like 200 other people who are just as passionate towards saving the planet. Um, and so that for me was really awesome. And then just kind of a fun thing, I guess, our first semester, I went to uh, listen to the elk bugling in Rocky Mountain National Park with some friends. And that was just so exciting for me because I didn't grow up here. And suddenly it's a 45 minute drive to Rocky Mountain in Estes Park. But it was just amazing. And, you know, I feel like all of that comes together. It's just 
just so much joy to be here and studying what we are. There's nothing like that first visit to Rocky freshman year with a group of pals, like one person in the residence hall has a car and you pile in. I remember we went to go see the Aspens changing colors. I think like I'm not from here and that was awesome. And there were so many people just like admiring trees and that's where I want to be. Like that's the kind of people that I want to be hanging out with. Guys are like transporting me there. I can like feel the sun shining on my skin and like some good music and being in the mountainous areas. That's way cool. So not to talk about, I love hanging out with people that just geek out about nature. Like I have a couple of friends. I know Madison, you're in herpetology and I love going with people and like them telling me about the birds and like the frogs in the water. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I want to, <laughs> I want to go on a hike with you more. Like let's geek out about nature. It's just, it's great. <laughs> especially after you've taken uh like the mountain campus class and everyone knows all the scientific names and you're just like pointing at grasses and you're like oh this is so and so or you find a leaf and you're like oh look it's whatever you know and you just know way too many scientific names for your own good so you just have to share it with whoever is within earshot Y'all, it's pretty obvious we have all thoroughly enjoyed the freshman and sophomore experience of Warner and the community it has to offer. So I'm kind of curious, um, how did y'all stumble into the ambassador role for the college? I guess for me, I got the email last spring and we had been at home because the campus got shut from COVID. So I was at home and I remember, I think it was in, I don't remember exactly what month or anything, maybe like April, but I was just kind of feeling kind of burned out with everything. But I decided to apply because I was like, it'd be great to have an on-campus job, make some money during the school year and just get to do work that sounds really awesome and that would enhance what I'm learning about in my classes. So that's what motivated me to apply. And I'm so glad I did because I really feel like what we do in this job complements the stuff we're trying to do in the classroom with learning about natural resources and sharing that with other people. Yes, I have a really similar story to Kelly. We both were hired this year, so we were gonna, um, but yeah, I uh, saw the application email and I was like, ooh, it's a job on campus and it's with the Warner College. I'll apply. I honestly didn't really know that much about it when I applied to be on it. And, um, but I think at that time I was a babysitter and a dog sitter at the same time. And with COVID of those jobs, like kind of fell through. And so I was like, ah, I need a secure job in COVID. And, um, this was one of them. And then, yeah, I got the job, met all of you beautiful humans. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to remember. I feel so old. I can't even remember how I like when I applied, how I found out about the job. I assume it was from my advisor because they post a lot of like job postings on Canvas and they might have sent an announcement about it. But at the time that I applied, the ambassador team was a completely new idea. So I was actually one of like the first uh, cohorts of ambassadors for Warner. So I had no idea what this position even meant. I just saw, you know, I think the prompt for like the advertisement for the job was like, 
do you care about Warner community? Do you want to assist fellow students? And I was like, you know what? Sure. I need a job. I was working at the dining halls the semester before. So I just wanted to keep an on-campus job and get some more experience in natural resources. And so, yeah, I just kind of stumbled into this job and I'm really happy with it. My story is a little bit different. Um, I actually just stumbled into the Student Success Center one day to get a piece of candy that was offered. And a really awesome lady who used to work in the Student Success Center kind of rolled up and made conversation with me and my friend who were enjoying our piece of chocolate in the (laughs) center. And I don't know, she was like, hey, we're looking for like a new ambassador. Would either of you two be interested? And I, we both said no. And later on, I was thinking about it. I was like, hey, I would be kind of sweet. It's like, well, darn, I probably missed my opportunity. And I didn't think of a bad another eyelash about it. Um, but then my advisor reached out to me and was like, hey, like there's a position for the ambassador role. Like um, so-and-so is asking if you would be interested. And I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, okay. I'll let her know. And then I had an informal interview. I had no idea I was in an interview. And I got hired. I'm pretty sure I was working that day that you and your friend came in because I think if 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 this was you, I didn't know you at the time, so I don't really remember. But you were looking at the new stickers and or the pins or something, and you were commenting about them. And Tasha walked up and just like, you know, we're looking for geoscience students to be ambassadors. Are you two ladies interested? And it's just so funny that now we're working together on a team and I didn't even know you then. And I just so happened to be there when she offered you that job. Now we're acquainted. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny too, because like, you know, I walked past the office all the time. And I was like, there's that girl working behind the desk. And now you're like a person. And we we ended up conquering a lot of events together and, you know, riding it all out together so that's pretty wild yes we've grown as ambassadors together over the years yep that's so interesting I love that I love stories like that where it's a small world and you don't really realize that you cross paths with people until later so now that you've all learned a little bit about our stories of how we got here into the Warner College and as student ambassadors, um, I'd like to ask you all, our panelists, um, what do you do outside of class? For me, I love obviously all the outdoor activities that Warner College students enjoy, but I also really like art, um, like painting, embroidering, all that crafty stuff. That's something I really don't have the time to do all that often, but over winter break, I definitely did because there's a lot of stuff closed down because of COVID. So that's something I've liked since I was a little girl. And I always tell people if I didn't love science, I would probably be an art major just because it's something that really brings me joy. But yeah, so that's probably my biggest hobby outside of nerding out about natural resources. Yeah, for me, I was in marching band freshman year for CSU, and I really enjoyed that. I had so much fun. And because of band camp, I had like a lot of friends before classes even started because I had to get on campus a month early uh, the summer between high school and starting college. I also tried out for the 
tennis team, the club tennis team, and I still didn't even make the club. So I know I wasn't going to make the actual like CSU women's team. And then this year I was going to do intramural tennis because there are no tryouts. So I have to be able to play. Um, but then, you know, COVID and the pandemic and also don't try and get involved in stuff your senior year because you're just going to be focusing on so much other stuff that uh, extracurriculars are going to kind of fall to the wayside with job applications and just graduating in general. But I also took some sign language classes. I took about 20 credits of sign language over the years that didn't put me back at all as far as graduation or anything. I came in with no credits. So like I you know fit those classes into my schedule. Um, and that was really, really interesting. I took about three semesters of sign language. So now I, you know, have that on a resume and was in sign language club for a little bit and just got to know a completely different community outside of Warner, um, just by taking some, you know, different classes. Those are awesome. You, you're quite the, uh, quite the well-rounded lady. <laughs> um, I would say that I have some interests, I guess, uh, outside of doing things outdoors. Um, one of which is like crafting, like I like to craft like Kelly, particularly like cross stitch and this one thing called pixel hobby. It's a pretty weird one. Um, and I freaking love a good book. I am always reading always, always. That's how I fall asleep at night. And I also really like to uh, build my strength. That sounds so dumb, but like <laughs> going to the gym and like doing like the craziest thing you possibly can and getting all out of breath and like getting really strong feels cool. <laughs> that sounds so dumb because everyone's like, I am really into my fitness. And I'm not trying to be one of those people. I just want my body to be like, able to do like the crazy stuff like you know backpacking really fast or climbing the 14ers it's just like pushing your body to its limits <laughs> I guess <laughs> I am all for pushing your body to its limits that's what I live for <laughs> nothing gets you more hyped than just like being totally exhausted and just so storm yeah um I'm not like you Maggie I love being in the outdoors I love hiking, climbing, skiing, all this stuff. But I guess outside of that, I, not a lot of people know this about me, but I like to play guitar. And recently, my roommates and I uh, have decided to start fostering dogs, which has been super cool and super fun. And our first dog just got fostered, which is so exciting. Um... And yeah, I also like to read and <laughs> murdering my body at the gym. All good things. <laughs> I wish I would have discovered fostering dogs early in college because it's such a fun and relatively easy thing to do. I mean, you're still taking care of an animal. And usually when you're fostering, it's either a puppy or like one that has special needs, but I, it's so fun just having a dog for like a month or so. So you don't have to like worry about lease problems or anything. I mean, do get your landlord to agree, obviously, but you know, it's much easier to foster rather than committing to a dog for 20 plus years. And especially when you have roommates, it's just fun, you know, thing that you guys can get to do together. Um, that's low commitment. 
Yeah. And honestly, the pandemic has made it way easier because we're all one of us is at least home <laughs> all day. So, yeah, it's super easy. Yep. So that's all we have today from the podcast club. If you like what you heard, you can check out our other episodes from the podcast, Tune Into Nature, to hear more in-depth conversations between Becky and Kelly, uh, along with other students and Warner faculty members as they talk about current events in natural resources and other topics. Also, if you wanted to or are able to, you should come check out our virtual campfire conversation event that happens once a month. You can check out the description for this podcast for more information on other podcast episodes and campfire conversation sign up. Bye! Bye. <laughs> Deuces! Laters! It's you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs>